Get ready to quit the bill. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno and Nick. What it do? Welcome to the QTB podcast. We're so glad you could join us. My name is Bruno, and with me, as always, is my childhood friend and co-host, Nick Colin the Airstrike. How are you, sir? I think we should we should be calling you Colin Airstrike because uh, <laughs> you're the one running our uh, our YouTube channel. And uh, our, of course, uh, I'm, I'm guessing that you went with that name because uh, it, you sent me a, a, a message on Facebook uh, just earlier today and you were like, hey, you know, I want to check the YouTube channel. I'm like, OK, let me go look. And our, our, our highlight clip, uh, the one about uh, little, little Jimmy calling in an airstrike on GTA oh, Online, yeah. yep. uh, it was it was featured on YouTube Shorts. What it do? Yeah. Right? So we got all of a sudden like <laughs> we're getting all, we're getting like, you know, views in the five figures that happened like overnight. And we're just yeah, like, we're, thank you, yeah. YouTube. So th- thanks, YouTube, and thanks to everyone that uh, that's been checking that out. And I guess that's a good plug for our, our YouTube page. Um, yeah. Just search for uh, "Quit the Build" there, um, and you will have access to all of the uh, podcasts if you like, if you like to take that in video form. But also, we have uh, those those sultry highlight clips. Yep, that's what they like, mm-hmm. and we're here to give them to you. And not only are we here to give you that, but we're here to give you all of the gaming news. That's what "Quit the Build" is about. We just love our community and it's growing every day and we appreciate all of our listeners out there for helping us grow, for submitting feedback, giving us reviews on Apple Podcasts. In fact, we're actually doing a giveaway for our listeners who write us a review on Apple Podcasts. You have to actually write a review so that way there's a name attached to it. But once you do that, you're going to be entered into a giveaway every month where we do a gaming merch giveaway sponsored by Pearson Limited. And today's podcast uh, was sponsored by Pearson Limited as well. For marketing media that works in bespoke design to power your business, visit pearsonlimited.com. So without further ado, we have a a huge episode today because not only did PlayStation come out and say, hey guys, we're going to drop the state of play. I love the name, by the way. Very clever. That's a good one. (laughs) And Nintendo, well, excuse me, let me back that train up. Pokemon, which everyone knows is pretty much all, you know, the part of Nintendo, right? At this point, I I would hope they would. Yeah. 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 So uh, Pokemon released its its own, like, Pokemon Direct, and even Post Malone was all up in this piece. So what do you have for us, Nick? Yeah, Post Malone. I think, think, like, Katy Perry is supposed to put out, like, a special song or something. Like, everyone's everyone's going crazy for, for this Pokemon anniversary which you love to see right 25 oh, years yeah. uh, of, wow. of pokemon and I, I still remember yeah yeah it's we, we keep <laughs> saying that and we'll, we'll continue saying that um that we're we're, we're crossing over that uh, that threshold of being like okay yeah. oh boy uh every, every everything's like double digits years ago um that you know it, i remember picking up pokemon red you know as a kid and on my classic game boy and just oh yeah i mean it just there was no other game quite like it and, mm. you know, it's been so cool to grow the up with nostalgia. the franchise. Oh, yeah. Uh, and just go from, you know, the, the old days of of having to use like a, a Game Boy Link cable to trade your, you know, Pokemon Red and Blue <laughs> to, you know, all of the just generation after generation of, of things to just the, 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 the whirlwind of a year that was Pokemon Go and, and seeing so many people that share a passion for this. And I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll say this much about Pokemon fans, Bruno. They are passionate. 
just like any other Pokemon reveal, the the review the reviews have been mixed from the community uh, hey. because just everybody wants so many things from Pokemon, and, and very very yeah. seldom do those desires kind of uh, uh, line up with the same thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, yeah, and especially after Sword and Shield kind of came out, and it, just, it it was okay, but you could see that it was a rushed product. People are very skeptical of what what uh, what Pokemon has to offer. I don't want objects as Pokemon, Nick. Okay, I don't want a sword and a shield. Yeah. I don't want a sword with eyes or yeah. without eyes. It's a Pokemon. I don't want that. That's not what I want. I don't turn this into Digimon. Oh, okay. okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like where they just evolved into random random things that you're like. Yeah. It started off as a dinosaur, and now it's a cheetah with wings. Yes. Oh, now it's a dinosaur that's... again with a hat. <laughs> Out the dinosaur with a hat. That's that's that made all the difference. Yeah. I'm so glad the uh, designers threw that in there. So I want cute Pokemon that start off cute and end up vicious as all get out, like Charizard, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Like that's what I want in my Pokemon. I yeah. don't know about you. I like the objects. Maybe the next Pokemon games can be named like Pokemon, like Lamp and Fork. <laughs> let's just let's just go with like household objects for the. For well, the Pokemon it's gotta series. be it's gotta be it's gotta be two of the same thing. So it's gotta be like Fork and Spoon. Yeah, and then they'll come out with one years later spork. that was is Spork. Yeah, yeah spork of course, you, Pokemon Spork. Yep, man, I tell you, mm-hmm. you know what they say. Uh, great minds think alike. That's right. Or idiots seldom differ. I don't, whichever you prefer. Ooh, that's a good so. one. <laughs> so yeah, our, our Pokemon Presents uh, came out with a lot of in, a lot of uh, big reveals and more information about games that we uh, we already knew things about. Um, and we'll just go right down the list here. The first big one was, of course, the reveal, or rather the uh, additional gameplay and information about the upcoming Pokemon Snap game. Oh, that we're okay. going to be getting yep. on the Switch. And, you know... Taking some pictures. I'll, I'll tell you, there's there's really not a better time for a new Pokemon Snap game, especially in the midst of a pandemic where we're all stuck at home and we wish we could travel. There's this kind of new market for, you know, exploration-based games that make you feel yeah. like you're somewhere else. And, I mean, video games have always done that, but this right. is definitely going to have that kind of tourist feel to it, you know, being on rails and just kind of letting the game happen and just taking photos <laughs> of, of what's going on, you know. And the, that 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 gameplay video, it was just beautiful. You know, we got to see all the different biomes and, and learn more. It's not like there's going to be some crazy... Uh, gameplay, you know, change to what we remember from the Nintendo 64 version. Did you ever get to play yeah. that, Bruno? I did. I did. I I got to to. It was like a little roller coaster game where you basically are set in this car. I don't know what it really was, and you go throughout this level, and you can take pictures of different Pokemon, and you got better ratings if you gave them something like fruit or caught them doing something that maybe they, you know, I don't know, maybe in a battle or whatever. So, yeah, it was really fun. It was definitely different for the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that came out the beginning of uh, I think it was towards the end of the Nintendo 64's lifespan, but I had that. Yeah. And do you remember Pokemon Stadium oh, as of well? Oh, oh, Stadium man. was insane. I mean, it was. Yeah, you're, you're seeing your all your Pokemon come to life in these big 3D battles, and of course, yeah. having that uh, that pack where you could you could put your your Pokemon Game Boy game in there, yeah, and actually bring like your team in there. I mean, you can't. Yep. 
you can't you can't beat that. But that was legit. Yeah. So I was definitely more more of a fan of that over like the Pokemon Snap. But I, yeah. you know, I gave it a whirl. I mm-hmm. gave it a whirl. I went. I ran around the. You know, took 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 pictures, did the oh, thing, yeah. got the T shirt, and then moved on. I was I was saying on one of my uh, on one of my tweets for the Quit the Build uh, account and follow us by the way at, at Quit the Build. It's a it's a very spicy account. We're we're, we're posting oh, yeah. all, all manner of things um, that we were talking about how how much uh, or at least how much I missed the you know back in the day with Blockbuster when when Pokemon back Snap came the out there was these like these machines like these big boxes. You say Blockbuster? I said Blockbuster. Oh my god! We're gosh. going there. Where We're going there. They had a limited time deal <laughs> with Nintendo. For those of you who don't know, Blockbuster <laughs> is like Netflix, but instead of getting unlimited uh, things, you can only choose one. <laughs> yeah. And it was only for like a five day period yeah. if it were was something old. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a seventy two hours if you, which was really weird. It was like it was it was a specific time. Like God forbid you get there after six, and yeah. they're like, "I'm sorry, sir, it's going to be another five dollars." What? They got gotcha. you kidding me? Yep. It was in the slot. It was in the slot. Brenda, come Run on. Run the tape. Run the tape. Yeah, that. So they, I guess they had a limited time deal with Nintendo where they created these big, like, oh, they almost look like arcade machines where you could you could bring in your Pokemon Snap cartridge um, with the the pictures that you took saved on it. What? And you could pay like like five bucks and it would go through and you could select like up to like like 10 of your your pictures that you took in the game and it would print them as like little stickers. Whoa. Oh, it was the that's coolest cool. thing, man. Especially at that age. Um, like being yeah, able to right? like, you know, I was like really working, like get the perfect, you know, when I knew we were, like, we're only going to get one shot of this at Blockbuster. Dad's not going to pay for this more than one time. <laughs> so I got to get my money's worth. Right. So, and then I just, I took my uh, grade school trapper keeper and just, uh, deck that thing out with uh with pokemon snap stickers it was it was really fun nice dude so, i think I, I think i remember that <laughs> yeah yeah I, I posted a picture of it on uh, on the on the quit the build twitter and oh, nice. uh yeah you know that's that's definitely the kind of feeling that that needs to be evoked again and i think there's a lot of people that are going to enjoy that that casual friendly approach i would say actually out of all the announcements we've gotten from pokemon that's still the one that i am the most hyped for overall well i mean I'm personally pretty excited about Diamond and Shining Pearl. I mm. I played that on DS. That was one of the first games I think I played on the DS, and I really, really liked it. I liked going around in the Sinnoh region. So seeing that kind of being remastered and brought back to life was was adorable i love the little chibi characters they were yeah. short and fat oh yeah which i'm which i'm you know the overworld sprites like i'm glad that they did that because it the long jankiness i don't mind like when you know when we're close up battle but in that overworld thing i want them to look short and fat and cute you know i don't want them to look have all long <laughs> they look like they were they were middle schoolers yeah and they technically were because they're like 10 11 year old trainers right right but i mean i don't know if you ever hung around middle schoolers i this is usually not a thing that 30 year olds do but if you're like a youth group leader like i was then you get to do it and they go through this like awkward stage right around that yeah <laughs> that age where they start to like grow and <laughs> awkward ways and it just becomes really weird it's evolving so. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's evolving. It looks so awkward. Yeah. Like your voice starts to change at that point. So yeah, that's literally what it is. Middle schoolers are evolving at that stage, and it's 
It's it's instead of being like a you know like a three sets three second blinky blink thing. It's like a three year blinky blink yeah. thing <laughs> where yeah. they all of a sudden very turn long and, like, and very awkward with no no button <laughs> yes. to cancel. Yeah. Yep. You can't undo <laughs> you gotta that go, evolution. Got to got to got to do it. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I, I um, that was also of course the next the next big reveal is of course uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, uh, which yeah. is it, it's it's very interesting how. It, Ever, so the, one of the biggest things that people thought, or, or the most common things people thought was going to get announced, was going to be a, the, the equivalent of Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee that came out for the Switch earlier, but just yeah. brought into um, you know an, another generation of Pokemon because those games sold very well and they were very popular for the way that they blended like Pokemon Go style gameplay, but also yeah. kind of you know let you recapture the magic of, of the first gen of Pokemon. Um, and I, it, it, it was a great game, you know. I definitely enjoyed playing through it. But um, this was kind of a different direction. It's almost kind of the simplicity of Let's Go in some ways, but almost mixed with like that uh, Legend of Zelda uh, Link's Awakening uh, remake that uh, they did. Yeah, where you yeah. kind of have that that cutesy art style. Not not quite yeah, that's the claymation. What I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it looks adorable. Oh yeah, I mean it's uh, and you're right. I think I think Pokemon sprites in general. Um, you know, there, there's, there's something to be said about, uh, uh, keeping it old school with, you know, the limited size sprites that they used to have to draw these characters yeah. in and they all yeah, end up be kind of like kind of short and pudgy, um, <laughs> that it, it's, it's endearing. It's a really cool yeah. art style. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's a gen that I didn't really get to play. I stopped playing Pokemon games, um, after gen three, um, oh, wow. I really didn't get back into the series until um, until actually Sword and Shield, to be honest. What really excites me is the uh, the announcement of of Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah, and apparently that's the way you uh, you're supposed to say it. There's a press release we about it, it. I guess yes, we googled it. Yes. Yeah, so it's Arceus. Don't um, add us. Yeah, so don't add us about <laughs> that. But. Uh, that looked really cool. I've been wanting an open world Pokemon game, like a next gen Pokemon game for some time. Yeah. And I think this hopefully could be it. I wasn't too impressed with the gameplay that I've seen so far. It looked very bare bones, but seeing as it's not coming out until they said 2022, it gives me hope that maybe they can take some of the assets from Pokemon Snap because Pokemon Snap looks great. Like right. that looks awesome. So mm -hmm. if it if it had the same feel uh, or the same look of Pokemon Snap with these lush lush environments that I could kind of go around, uh, and in an open world scenario, then I would totally be on board with this. Yeah. Uh, I, you're you're kind of iffy. What do you think? I, I think that out of all the announcements that we had today, this was definitely the one that people really weren't expecting, and so yeah. and people still have so many questions about it that it's really tough to form an opinion on it right now. But just besides your you know your initial hot take reaction. And here's the thing about this game. So it on on the surface, it appears to be kind of blending Breath of the Wild visually and 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 gameplay style wise. Right, it's going to be the first true open world Pokemon game, is what they're touting it as, um, yeah, action yeah. RPG that is trying to kind of bring Pokemon into you know into the future by kind of going into the past. Right, this is supposed to be like a you know this is an, a, a a bygone era of of Pokemon. Or even like the, yeah. the Pokeballs that you throw are like made of wood, I think. Um, they're like steam, like almost steampunk, like wooden creations. <laughs> if, if those are two things you can fuse together, I don't know. But 
Yeah, so what what we're seeing here is just a lot of interesting gameplay concepts that seem to be pretty divisive and I, there was a tweet that made me crack up saying like you know nobody nobody uh hates the the the, the pokemon uh, reveals more than pokemon fans um that <laughs> it, it it does seem to be uh, extra salty whenever these announcements come out because you know people have been talking about an open world pokemon game for a very long time yeah and one on one since the beginning yeah. for sure and if anything we've seen now that that game freak is probably not going to be the the company to get us there um because sword and shield you know one of the biggest complaints is that it, w- it was largely a game on 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 rails you know it they moving from town to town there yeah. wasn't really a whole lot of interesting things you could do in between. A lot of the towns were connected by these, you know, just linear, like, caves and, and that kind of stuff. And the only times that you were really in an area where it really felt like it was open world, or at least what it could be like, was in what was called the wild uh, wild areas, where it was like you could actually see other players. It was like an online zone. You couldn't really interact with them too much, but you could like participate in raids where like you and, like, other three other people would fight these, you know, gin- ginormous Pokemon. Um, and that was cool, but that that gave us kind of a, a a a sneak peek of what it could be like if there was a true open world Pokemon game. But this is it's interesting. Like there there there's a couple yeah. of, of things that we see in the in the trailer that deviate from the standard Pokemon format. Like you see that the the trainer is actually sneaking up on Pokemon and throwing the balls to catch them without actually getting in combat, like to weaken yeah. them, right, and catch them. This is something that we saw in, of course, both Pokemon Go, but also mirrored in Pokemon Let's Go, where the same thing happened. You would only throw the balls. You wouldn't um, engage the Pokemon in combat in order to um, whittle, it, whittle it down. And it's an interesting choice, um, and it's it's one of those things where I'm definitely reserving my judgment. I, I don't really have an opinion on this game. What about you? Well, I mean, I personally have really wanted something like this for a long time. So seeing this is an instant buy from me. Like I, I will definitely, and I see what you're saying with the wooden pokeballs. It does have a very old feel to it, which I think could be really fun. So for me, as somebody who doesn't own the switch, I'm hoping that with the release of this, there will already be the Nintendo Switch Pro because we've talked about controller drift for so long that it, it doesn't make me want to buy a Nintendo Switch right now. It, yeah. I, I don't want to draw, and not not only that, but the fact that I have to fight everyone for it online to actually get one doesn't make me want to spend $300 and just, you know, bite the bullet and grab the console, especially if they're touting like, Oh, we're going to have eventually have Nintendo switch pro come out. And so I think I can wait for this game, but this is definitely something that I would want. The trailer does look very bare bones right now. The Mm -hmm. it's, and hopefully, like I said, hopefully that's just because it's, it's so, it's so new. Like there's not much, going on in this region it's very very open right in terms of the area there's not a lot of of towns that you're actually coming in contact with or seeing it just looks like a, a lot of wilderness yeah. so i i think it has potential and if nintendo decides to take the same approach to gaming that these other 
games, gaming companies have like Fortnite and Call of Duty with things like Warzone or just ongoing updates. Like you, we can even talk about Overwatch. Yeah. How basically they've created a a community that plays a certain game and then continue to feed that game. That would be truly amazing and oh, really yeah. what fans would want. Mm-hmm. But that being said, that has never been Nintendo or Pokemon's MO. No. They want to get as much money as possible. So I don't see this as I see Pokemon Legends uh Zapdos coming out and you know <laughs> like just right. different legendary type of game titles that come out that maybe hit different regions and different time periods. And it's all very cool and it, and it plays off each other, but you're right. I think this is a good start for an awesome series, but I don't know if this is going to be the one that every fan has been waiting for. I think this is a budding start to a great series of games and hopefully they really itch the RPG factor in there and the open world factor that some of these other games that we're going to be talking about right after this break. And we're back. That was an interesting ad and I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it. Um, So I was actually pretty impressed with some of the stuff that PlayStation had to announce Mm -hmm. with the state of play. Uh, Do you want to go ahead and dive into that? Might as well. Yeah. And and like we were talking about on a previous uh, our last episode, rather, you know, that that the stakes are pretty high for Sony and were high when they they did this state of play because, you know, like we had talked about. There's such a reliance on on those exclusives and 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 you know first first second and third party just games that are you know that are coming out on on PlayStation um, that it, it's important for them to give you know the people that are are still trying to beat the bots um, a reason to you know make that make that MSRP purchase of a PS5 yeah and you know I, I think overall we got a we got a decent showing I think there were some highs and lows but overall uh, there's there's some things that you know, even myself as someone that doesn't own a PlayStation uh, five that I'm going to be uh, excited to see come out and learn more about as time goes on. So Final Fantasy seven, a number of things happening with this one. So I think more people were expecting a Final Fantasy 16 reveal, um, which we did not get, which probably means we're not going to be seeing that until at least like mid to late 2022. And I, I get it. You probably don't want to put stuff out there that is going to come out way later. You know, people want to hear about yeah. games right now because, you know, that like, like we've been talking about for both Xbox and uh, and and uh, Sony with the PlayStation, there's just not a whole lot of a reason to, to get those, uh, uh, not a whole lot of games to choose from on the next-gen side. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they are bringing the Final Fantasy VII into next-gen um, with what's called Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade, where it, first of all, it's it's a upgrade for the graphics. Where and you, you'll be able to, if you have a copy of the PS4 version, um, upgrade it to the PS5 version. And they showed kind of the, some of the side by side graphic upgrades that you'll get. Looks beautiful, great to see. You know, you yeah, want to yeah. you, you want to see that, and especially when you have games releasing in between gens, you want that yeah. assurance as someone that's buying the the PS4 version 
that you're going to be able to get that upgrade um, without any uh, additional cost to you. Uh, Crash Bandicoot also did that um, with yeah, one, of the, yeah, one of the first sure. reveals, right, with the, the 4K um, 60 frames per second offering for PS5 owners um, with, a, with a free digital upgrade to anyone that owns it. So they also announced for that um, a, a basically an extra DLC chapter, um, which features one of the characters that you meet later in, in Final Fantasy VII named uh, Yuffie. And she is kind of like a materia hunting ninja that uh, kind of works for a, a government and is a, a very charming character. People love Yuffie. And <laughs> they are basically releasing extra content. Now, I, I have to say this. This is, this is interesting to me because um, on, our, on our Quit the Build blog, uh, we just talked about this. Justin, um, who's a huge Final Fantasy fan, uh, definitely yeah. we need to get his take on this because <laughs> for he, sure. in that blog article, he was talking about how you know they had made minor changes to the end of what happens in the first um, in the first chapter of this Final Fantasy VII remake, and he's talking about yeah. like, hey, if you can change like even minor details, you know, where does it stop? And I yeah. believe with what's going on with this Yuffie story. It's kind of like a prequel to where you meet before you meet her in the original games. Um, that you know you're you're learning more about her story, and uh, which is kind of interesting, right? Like it's it's cool that she's yeah. getting more of her story fleshed out. And the Final Fantasy VII story verse is is very large um, over the years. Oh. So yeah. many extra games have been released, like <laughs> uh, you know, Christ, the, the movie, of course. And um, like a, the PSP title, there was a, like a cell phone title for like flip phones <laughs> um, that, you know, it, it had all this this lore that Motorola you, Razor presents. Yeah, it, it, I, I think it actually was that. Yeah, it, it's 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 cool to see extra stuff, but it's like, OK, but that's not, you know, it, is this time that they could have been spent working on the next chapter instead of, of giving us just this little bit of extra content that people are probably going to crush in, you know, four or five hours and then just wish that they had more. I I've never really been into Final Fantasy. I had I mean when we were growing up, I remember you and the guys were really big into it. And at the time it came, I think it was like Final Fantasy VIII was like really coming out, mm-hmm. which is everyone's you know everyone loves that. So I never really got into that as like you know, a title or anything, but I know people who love it and I understand the plight of fans who have something that's so near and dear to them and just want a proper remaster and then get duped into like, wait a minute, this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't what, what, what the original one was. This didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, as somebody who has played a lot of remasters, Nick, you know, I would be very, very upset if at the end of, you know, something like Mario, if they redid Mario 64, you're just like, you don't actually fight Bowser. You just talk to him and work out your feelings together. That Ooh. would be so. <laughs> Super Mario therapy. <laughs> right. I would I would I would watch that series. You get to the end and you just have a choice, like a series of choice (laughs) buttons that you can respond to. And if you respond right, you'll actually forego the battle. (laughs) You can talk it out. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
so you know for me i i don't know i'm i'm more of a shooter guy so i'm into that i will say i always wanted to play as cloud though because that sword is ba and anybody that can run around with a sword that's literally like he just like found a piece of scrap metal from the shipyard and was like, this'll do put a handle on yeah, it. Sharpen that. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, the buster sword to <laughs> these talk to the blacksmith and is like, throw a, throw a handle on this and I'll use this piece of scrap metal as my Highlander sword. So, right. you know, yeah. and I, I will say one thing about this is that the, that, that Yuffie chapter is going to be only if you have a PS5 version of the game. Ah. And this is this is where I, I think a lot of fans got a little salty because anybody who has the PS4 version of the game and they said the reason why they said this is because the the, the chapter is optimized for the PS5 graphics. So it, it I guess it just wouldn't run on the, on the PS4. Um, so that kind of is a signal that they're kind of leaving kind of leaving the PS4 behind. Hopefully the future releases, you know, um, will um, uh, the rest to. of the game will I, I think they need to but the, the question is will they will, does, does Square Enix have the the development you know capacity to do that when they're also working on other games um, and I, 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 at a certain point you have to Nick because mm-hmm. I mean look at what happened and I hate to I hate to beat a dead horse but look at what happened to cyberpunk <laughs> you can, we can't do this again we yeah. that's gotta be the gold standard like yeah. we can't get into this 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 pattern of games that are teetering on this gen and next gen, you just need to bite the bullet right. and say, sorry, this is a PS5 exclusive. Yeah. It's I understand, especially if it's not coming out for for a while. You know what I mean? If if, if you mm-hmm. if you've got a, a little later on in the year or something like that, right. and you're able to address the issues. And I honestly think, I honestly think that if they didn't have a problem with production of the PlayStation 5 that they would have no problem in saying yeah this is a PlayStation 5 exclusive upgraded or or you know take it or leave it yeah. you know so i i totally think that we need to just move forward and start to say this isn't available on Xbox One X. This isn't only available on the Series X. This isn't available on the PlayStation Five or Four. It's only yeah. ava- available on the PS Five. That needs to be the the road that we go down. Just start biting the bullet now and start moving everything over because otherwise we're gonna we're gonna run into the same problem where these games come out. They're not suitable for the console that they're on. And that might be fine Mm -hmm. because honestly, like with not a lot of people having the PS5 or the Xbox Series X, you could arguably say in a year projects or CD Projekt Red should have all the bugs worked out of of cyberpunk and so it'll be a great game to play a year from now but the hype's done right like we're we're it's it's come and gone so and there's going to be other things that come out next year so that's the other thing like you're competing and you released your game in a time when there was no other competition but even though there was no other competition it still sucked Mm -hmm. So what do you do? <laughs> well, but look at look at it look at it from the perspective of someone who's a Final Fantasy VII fan, right? That that they yeah. have the PS4, they they have the remake, they love it, they want to continue to buy the DLC and content that comes out for the game, and they're like most you know PlayStation uh, owners that they just can't get a hold of a PS5, and they're at the mercy of you know just be one of the luckiest people in the world to get it at MSRP, 
or you buy it from a scalper at three times the price. <laughs> and, you know, because of that, now they're saying, okay, well, hey, there's this really cool extra chapter, but you have to have a PS5 to play it. And that, it, it, it puts, I, I get it. Like, it's it's not something that really Sony can address because the, the whole semiconductor chip shortage that's happening right now um, yeah. is affecting, you know, a lot more sectors than just gaming. You know, it's, it, oh, yeah. these things are used in technology all over the place. And it's, yep, it's even it, the president's looking into it. You that. are scalpers. Yeah. Your time is nigh. Joe's on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, here's the deal. Here's, here's the deal. But, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I can see where people would get extremely frustrated being like, man, I really want to play this. And I would, I, I have the money for it, you know, for a PS5, but I just can't get it. And now I, you know, I could potentially just be stuck without it. Um, while all of my, you know, my friends that have PS5s can play it. That's, that, that, that's disappointing, but you're right. You know, at some point you do have to make that jump and you can't be we, we, we can't let a pandemic let us be stuck between generations for another yeah. year. Like, I don't I don't think the gaming industry as a whole can support that much longer. No, not at all. Yeah, um, because, yeah, you're seeing what's happening with with these AAA studios getting spread too thin, trying to yep. make up, you know, a, a last gen and a next gen version of the same game. And it, it's I'm sure so much more work goes into that with optimization than we could ever realize. Um, that we're just not getting the same quality games because they they have to you know they have to do so much more just to have the games run on on more than one generation. So I I get it. There's a lot of perspectives on it. So not to not to kind of drift from this, but it it kind of gave me a thought of you know Microsoft and EA are are buying up all these small studios and trying to get them under their own banner. Hmm. And I think that, you know, if you would have asked us like five years ago, if whether or not Bethesda would be owned by Microsoft, we'd be like, yeah, right. No way. Like that's not going to happen. But when, you know, when you're in dire straits, right? Like you kind of, have to do what's good for the the gander and not just what's good for the goose. Yeah. So you have to bend what you may have initially took and take. Excuse me. Initially taken a stand. Uh, you know, a stand on and say, well, you know, we might we might end up being a part of this company. So somebody like Ubisoft could very well get bought out because they can't support what they're doing during the pandemic of everything. And they might need the support of somebody like Microsoft or, or Sony or, mm-hmm. or EA or anything where, and, and I think that mergers that may not have been a thought or possible five years ago might be considered this year, because like you said, yeah. game gaming is struggling right now because they were struggling before. Let's get that out of the way. Like crunch times were a thing that was happening before the pandemic. So the pandemic only exacerbated that problem, Mm -hmm. right? What are you going to (laughs) do? You know, now that we're a year down the road and the same things are happening, you've got to make a change at some point. And when a company with as much, uh, clout as Microsoft comes to you and says, "Hey, 
we want to buy the studio and fund you. Uh, what do you think about that? You you might you might consider it. So yeah. we might see more announcements uh, in the summertime around around the time of E three of other acquisitions that have happened. Not 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 just from from Microsoft, but possibly from PlayStation as well, and maybe even uh, maybe even somebody like EA. So well, it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Bethesda because what very well may be. The last major like AAA Bethesda release um, was also one of the big reveals that I, I I loved watching. I didn't know a whole lot about this before, but boy, am I hyped about it now! And that is Deathloop. Oh. Yeah, so Bethesda's publishing the game. I forget who's actually developing it, but this this game, you know, every now and then a game comes along that just oozes style where they're so confident and they, they know exactly what they're going for and they just nail it. And, and I mean, this, this trailer blew me away. I am so excited about this game. I'm, I'm, I'm too. hoping it comes out on Xbox, but I, you know, even if it doesn't, I'm not mad because I, I think, I think that it is a solid, uh, it would be a solid exclusive for, for PlayStation. What did you think of that trailer? So I, I will say this, there's usually a tell that place you can always tell if a play, if a game is an, a PlayStation exclusive. They will have no problem plastering it everywhere mm-hmm. on the trailer. So the fact that this doesn't say that it's a uh, an, a PlayStation exclusive leads me to believe that it's going to be available for for Xbox and PC. Uh, as well. So I, I let's just go ahead and get that worry out of the way. I don't think that's going to be an issue. Seeing the trailer, though, I got Bioshock vibes. And then after I got the Bioshock vibes, I was like, whoa, this feels like a, a spy secret agent type neo-noir game that we haven't really seen. Yeah. We've seen a lot of different styles of of gameplay and art styles in game like cell shaded things in Borderlands or the very uh postmodern type feel that you got from Outer Worlds with that like 50s space you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, aesthetic. So I was instantly excited with about a minute, 35 seconds in. Um, well, actually about a minute in, mm-hmm. she waves her hand in front of her face and goes invisible. Yeah. And then 10 seconds later, she like goes full spy from, from, um, team fortress Two and like changes <laughs> what she looks like. Yeah. I was I was into it from that point forward. Mm-hmm. It, it just it looks amazing. It l- looks like something that I've been waiting for. I I you know as a gamer, especially you know an OG, an old gamer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have seen so many different things, and it takes a lot for something to really impress me nowadays. Exactly. I, and this impressed me. Yeah. I was I hadn't seen it. And then you were like, hey, check out this trailer mm-hmm. really quick. 
It looked awesome. It were, you know, it had that same, like I said, when, when you first saw Bioshock and saw all the things that you could do in Bioshock and now I'm, I'm about, you know, two minutes in and she's parkour running through this entire, entire building and pops into these two guys who are just making waffles and they get a <laughs> grenade in the face. So I hope they were bad guys, yeah. but it doesn't matter. It seems, it seems suspiciously <laughs> domestic. Like what, why are we, is this, is this a home? invasion i don't i don't know but yeah right? and one of the things that i love 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 about this and i wish more games did is having that that signature you know soundtrack okay in, in, oh, in this man. in this in this yes. uh, gameplay you know the the record starts playing and it's this amazing like noir like lounge style track yep. that not only is really really catchy and hopefully it, it winds up on spotify Oh, for sure. Of course it will. But also, it's the actual lyrics of the song are about the game. And I, so it's exactly yeah. like it's exactly like a Double O Seven movie. Yes, you know the opening theme of all Double O Seven movies are like the title of the movie, like yeah. Skyfall mm-hmm. or uh, you know Tomorrow Never Dies yeah. or Golden Eye, whatever. And so this is the same thing. It's got that same feel. You're right, like yeah. where you're like this feels like the Double O Seven we've always wanted. It's got high tech stuff going on Mm -hmm. the aesthetic of everything around has that 60s late 60s early 70s feel but it's futuristic at the same time it hits all the notes of nostalgia modern modern gameplay and then just uh, i want it now like let's (laughs) when when is it supposed to come out like Uh, what's up i don't have an exact release date but i'm just i'm just imagining the guys that are making the next 007 game you know, they they were they were talking about this for a while, like where they're looking at this trailer and they're just like sinking down in their chairs like, what the hell, man? Why are you doing our thing? What the heck, bro? Yeah, that's the heck and heck were you trying the, to do to us, man? We're the secret agent, guys. Um, you're right, right though. It does. Oh, it does man. have that vibe but with this really cool sci fi kind of uh, a plot twist of like there's this never ending like loop, like time loop that I guess the two. Uh, people in the game that are going at it you know one's trying to preserve it and the other one is trying to end it like break the loop yeah um and so that's that's a that's a cool principle and one of the reasons why i especially like the the song that plays you know a lot of a lot of music a lot of uh, that is in video games uh, you know or even soundtracks to movies like 007 yeah you know there's there's something like the title of it in there or the title of the movie or the game but oftentimes the lyrics to it can just be about some general thing about like, you know, yeah. fulfilling your destiny or and it's not really about the actual plot of the game. And what I what gave me chills and I don't get chills much anymore, Bruno, with mm. with 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 new game trailers, especially if it's not an IP that I recognize. Right. Where I, the, the nostalgia is what's triggering it is at the very end. The lyrics uh, say, what do you do when the bullet is the same? But the kill is always new. Mm. I'm like, oh, what a what what an artistic way to end that trailer after seeing all those cool action, you know, first person sequences of, you know, uh, and trying to reinforce the idea of you're in this loop and you know you're you're killing the same people with the same bullets, um, or, or killing different people with the same bullets. And I, I have so many questions about this game. 
I'm so intrigued. But very few games do that, where they have this really cool song that's specific to it. And oh, it does say PlayStation 5 console exclusive at the end. Oh, okay. There you it go. It's also, also available on PC. Mm, okay, so PC will get oh, it. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So it says not available on other consoles until at least... Five twenty one twenty two. So there okay. you go. Timed exclusive. So it's a timed exclusive. Yeah. I was gonna say if typically speaking, if there's a an exclusive, they'll 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 preface everyone with it like yeah. this is a console exclusive. So mm-hmm. if they don't start with that, then you can know that it's a time. So a timed one, you know, that's fine too. Like I said, we're talking a year from now. Yeah. The odds of me getting a, an Xbox Series <laughs> X are probably not going to be until yeah. holiday, right? Holiday season, like when Halo Infinite comes out, then I'll worry about it. So, and and that's all I really want to play anyway. So, not to to go off go off on a tangent here, mm-hmm. but uh, yes, PlayStation Five console exclusive for at least a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good to know, and uh, it makes sense for Bethesda. I don't think they want to be locked into any one console. But yeah, you know, I was also thinking of when I was talking about, you know, songs that have a specific, you know, uh, set of lyrics that actually involve the plot. I think of like Portal, like like Still Alive, you know, at, at the very end, <laughs> where like that's such an iconic song. It. And it's it, yeah. you, like you have to know about the game, like to understand the lyrics. And that's so that's so cool um, where you feel like you're kind of in on it. Um, yeah. And so so few uh, I, I can only really think of like uh, like the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise where like you have songs like City Escape where like the lyrics oh, are literally yeah. about like what Sonic is doing or like the rap stages yeah. with that Knuckles <laughs> did where like he's actually Rolling rapping around at yeah. the speed of sound. Yeah, I, I, I still listen to that song. Like I, I love it. It's so good. It's so amazing um, that it's it's so cool to have those types of songs that aren't, aren't just instrumentals and actually like reference, you know, the actual content yeah. of the game. So I this is this this went from something i had never heard of to an instant buy um whenever it does come out uh, for a console that i own so um and you know you were talking about how it's so rare for gamers to get that feeling of seeing some a new concept that actually feels novel and where i did not get that feeling was this uh, kina bridge of spirits it looks Mm. just like another generic fantasy you know go out and and fulfill your destiny as some kind of spell caster uh i'm sure the game the game looks fun in its own right but i didn't really see a whole lot there where i'm like oh this is something that i have to have um i think was it called solar ash i got the same the same feel from from the guys that made uh, hyper light drifter that it just felt like okay like it looks interesting but i don't think it was worthy of being you know having a slot in 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 (laughs) in the state of play yeah. Um, but what what, I, I, what what was cool to see was Oddworld Soulstorm. Yeah, it's cool to see a classic come back. I, I wish I played those games. I've heard such good things about them. Um, I really want to go back and experience those. Um, and I and that's that's another. See, that's what that's what like that's what makes me mad about the the whole like Sony PlayStation type deal versus Xbox is that I feel like some of these exclusives that Sony had for the for the PlayStation I I want to go back and play but I can't I yeah. know I can't mm-hmm. like they're just not available right and I would instant like there's two games right off the bat that I would instantly buy a PlayStation 5 for and they're PlayStation 2 games yeah <laughs> like I could right. go back to ATV off world or off road I think buddy. that was what it was called ATV yeah. off road and then there was a second one to follow up to that I loved those games I played the heck out of them boy and 
you know, I, I, I miss them. And so to not be able to go back and play some of these, you know, it's, it's, it's disappointing. So when they come back, I think it's important. And I, I think PlayStation needs to realize that it's not just important to have exclusive games. It's important to bring your catalog of games with you everywhere you go. Definitely. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've got a big enough suitcase. Pack them up, boy. Let's go. I want to be able to play the games that I played when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and play them now as well. Not only with better graphics, but fix the stuff. Fix if it. If it was broken, fix it. Yeah. Like, you, you spent all that time going through all of the textures and all of the, the models to smooth them out. And you're not going to fix the one bug that was, like, game-breaking back in the day? Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah, that can so. always be disheartening when, it, yeah, that, that's something, something that doesn't get uh, taken care of. Um, same thing happened with, I think, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, where it got, got re-released. And, like, there's still some of the same bugs that, that plagued mm. it the first time around. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> like you, you knew you you absolutely yeah. knew you knew you remember you, you remembered yeah <laughs> um but yeah so that I'll be on the lookout for that um being billed as a 2.9 D platformer I don't know what that means but we'll find out me neither um and so w- one thing I am uh, excited about is the next entry in the Fr- Five Nights at Freddy's uh, games I haven't played a lot of them there's a very passionate fan base behind it oh yeah um but the security breach. That is, it's like a first-person game where, like, you actually have to navigate through this world. It's not like the traditional Five Nights at Freddy's games where, like, you're only seeing the game through cameras. You actually have to go through this, you know, equivalent of, of uh, whatever it's called. Um, Chuck E. Cheese, essentially, whatever they call their, their version of it in the game. Charles E. Cheese. Did you know the E stands for entertainment? Charles Entertainment Cheese, yep. <laughs> that's, that's I'm going to tell my kids, I'm going to tell my kids his name isn't Chuck E. Cheese. I'm going to tell them that, his name, that he prefers to be called Charles. Charles! So that, so that way when we go, they, they're like, Charles, Charles, Charles yeah. over here, Mr. Cheese, Mr. Cheese. <laughs> I want my kids literally calling him Mr. Cheese. Like, yeah. he really likes it when you call him Mr. Cheese and Charles. He prefers those two. Chuck is, he's done with Chuck. We're, we're done with, yeah, he's done with Chuck. I love it. Um, yeah, so the, the one thing that I got me actually, like, hyped about this game, and I'm not usually big for horrors or, or, or jump scares in games, is that you're actually going through this, you know, this 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 kids play area, right? Of one one area, it's like this massive, you know, like uh, Chuck E. Cheese style play place, right? Where all the t- the tunnels and ball pits and that kind of thing, and like something's chasing yeah. you, like crawling through the tubes to come and get you. You know, I, I had some uh, some PTSD flashbacks, Bruno. I you know this was back DC in my kids zone. Oh, oh, Discovery Zone. I love it. <laughs> Do you remember that? The yeah. DC, the Discovery Zone? Yeah, yeah buddy. Or DZ, where kids want to be. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's not where I wanted to be because um, at one of my first jobs, I worked at uh, Chick-fil-A. And um, I, I guess I was the, the the guy that got roped into cleaning the, the play area at, at night uh, when, the, when oh, we would close. Boy. And, you know, basically, it's you, to, to properly clean this thing and disinfect all these kids crawling through, you gotta you actually have to send someone through this thing um, to wipe it down, right? And so one of my first nights, I guess, you know, the, the people closing were getting impatient because I was, like, detailing it too much. Um, sorry for caring. And Sorry for cleaning up kids' vomit. Yeah, there wasn't that, thank Brenda. God. I, I might have quit. Um, but <laughs> might have quit. I, I actually got stuck um, going down the slide uh, at the very oh, end. No. I got to the top, and, yeah, I was trying to uh, slide down. And I guess my, like, the, the material of the shirt I was wearing got caught in, like, one of the... Uh, 
one of like the rivets. And yeah, oh, I was uh, I was legitimately like stuck in that. I was like having <laughs> I'm like, okay, I have to make a choice here. Either I need to like tear this thing off um, or just take my shirt off and come down, you know, without a shirt, um, <laughs> which is, you know, probably not going to end well. I'll never shake that. Um, but I, I did finally get should've myself just, loose. You should have just owned it. You should have just came came down the slide like all and then like, you know, done a pose right out the end and then just be like, what's up? And then like done your little eyebrow wiggle, you know, or if you could do a peck dance. I mean, obviously do the peck dance, but the eyebrow there were, there wiggle would have been, to show. I, I you assure know, you. that would have been, you know, and just just like cross your arms and be like. What's up, baby? Yeah. How you doing? No, I you know, I, something like yeah. that. That would have been fly, Nick. That would have been a story to tell. And it, so what happened? Did you rip the shirt? How did you get out of the stuff? No, I just I managed <laughs> to just kind of wiggle out of it. Um but it was it was not easy, but I, I did slightly tear the, the fabric of the shirt. But uh <laughs> yeah, that's uh no, if I would have come down without a shirt, Bruno, I would have been coming across the street over to Sears for uh, for a job with you because <laughs> that would have that, that would have been uh Lights, camera, action for, uh, for Nick. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it looks like a lot of fun, so be on the lookout for that one. Um, and, uh, you know, the other the other entries, nothing especially exciting. I will say that Sifu looks really interesting and really fun. I, I, I think there's always a good market for a fun, fast-paced kind of kung fu-style um, game. And the gameplay from this looks fluid. It looks fun. Like, I would, I, I, who doesn't love to just beat the heck out of, a, of you know, 100 other people in the same room? Um, who doesn't want to grow a beard in your sleep? That that was that's how I there. knew it was gonna. So I'm watching it now for the first time. Yeah. But I just saw a gif of the guy growing a beard. Yeah. In re, like in his sleep, and I thought to myself, that is the most manly thing I have ever seen in my entire life. And I saw a guy get shot with a taser, and then look look at somebody <laughs> right in the face and say, "I'm gonna get you, bitch," and. <laughs> Yeah, he like took a chain. This is a video on YouTube. You can see it. He took a taser to the chest. I'm gonna get looked you. at a lady and was like, oh, "I'm gonna get you." And yeah. uh, and oh yeah, there he goes. He just got knocked out and he grew a beard. Yeah. Oh, now he's turning into seafood. Yeah. Oh, so I like it. It looks very. It looks like some um, kung fu in here. It's yeah, very, very kung fu. Yeah, it's yeah. got some Wing Chun going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that oh. That looks really cool. So is this a is this an exclusive as well? I believe I believe it is, but again, I don't okay. I don't I don't quite. Here's know, the but, here's the thing. Yeah, it says uh, it doesn't say it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't say. say. Yeah, I mean I so, I think the whole idea of most of the state of play is that you know it's going to be as many exclusive as possible. So I'd say that the odds are, are high, but uh, yeah, weird mechanic. And I think it was actually he got like knocked out, um, and then all of a sudden like he grows the beard. Um, so I guess he's just like a. He says like a chia pet for uh, facial hair. Yeah, well, yeah. or or just badassery. Like he just a lot of testosterone. Goes, yeah, because when he first starts the game, or like when he first starts beating the crap out of these guys in mm-hmm. this this alleyway, which I get, looks like his his hotel lobby. It looks like he lives in a very rundown slum. So this is just like his daily commute. Yeah, he's trying to go grab some some kale or some butter lettuce. 
and he's got to <laughs> deal with with the the freaking jets here yeah. from West Side Story, right? <laughs> They're snapping. So, They're snapping. Yeah, what's he do? He he grows facial hair and his his regular hair because yeah. that's his regular hair grows along with it. That would be very selective to just be able to grow. Oh man, towards the end he had like a full on braid and it turned gray. So obviously when you have to deal with this on a daily basis for a commute, you turn into a BA. This would be this whole game would be a great uh, sponsorship opportunity for like Dollar Shave Club. And they're like, <laughs> oh, don't 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 you hate it when an entire beard just grows uh, spontaneously? What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, that's right. Dollar Shave Club. There you go. <laughs> get get it on. Get, get on it, guys. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's uh, definitely one of the uh, the more interesting ones that um, just like Deathloop, I really wasn't expecting or uh, yeah. expecting to be wowed by for sure. Uh, so Knockout City, one that we know is not oh. an exclusive, but man, Bruno, you know that that last uh, reveal at the Nintendo Direct got me excited for it. But boy, yeah. did this seal the deal because the gameplay in this, and that's what we mostly got from this, is a much deeper dive on the gameplay. Oh my gosh, it looks so much fun. I, I it's it's crazy to me thinking of of all the ideas that have been exhausted in gaming, how we have not had a, a good dodgeball game. I, right? I I remember <laughs> there was like a dodgeball game for the NES, there was Super Dodgeball for the SNES, and I don't think the there SNES. was yeah. That's what I call it. Big deal, big whoop. SNES. Big whoop. Um that, you know, I I, I I can't think of any other like well-known or even good or decent dodgeball games. Like, what the heck happened? We didn't. Do did we have? Did we? We didn't even have dodgeball. We had dodgeball. In school. Did we? we? Did. Okay. Yeah, and it was. I was. I was the worst at dodgeball. Like, <laughs> like in the movies when that one kid, you know, just gets absolutely pelted by just endless amounts of dodgeballs and like a slow, like death scene style, you know, going down screaming. That was me. I because <laughs> as I'm sure you were, as you were, as I'm sure you recall, I was just the worst at gym. Um, that I was, I was like, yeah. gym in general, yes. all of gym. Yes. Our, our class, it's so funny. Our, our class, um, even after you get, you had left there towards like middle school historically, and I'm sure we still hold the record to this day. We were the most unathletic class, like in the history of our school, we had like Jimmy. And if Jimmy, if you're listening, good job, Jimmy. Cause you, you held it down. There was no one else. It was just Jimmy. Um, and he was really good at basketball, so that's good. But, like, we we were useless to that school. Um, they couldn't get us out the door fast enough, so. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, love the, I just love the idea of a school hating an entire, like, an entire class because they're not athletic. Like, like the graduation <laughs> photo on the wall just ends up being Jimmy. <laughs> just him class of 2005 jimmy it seems like a teen movie of just like a, a group of you know a group of scrappy kids who yeah. are more into academics or chess and just yeah that was us <laughs> and their school hates them and yeah you know the schools like got the best <laughs> basketball team basketball team in in the state and then you just got them and they're like we're the just yeah. Team. <laughs> what was what was amazing about it was afterwards, after we graduated, and this was like five years later, they sent out like a, 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 a an invitation that they would soon come to regret, where they offered to have like an alumni basketball game, um, where like anybody that you know had graduated could come and play you know basketball for like for charity, you know, as a fundraiser oh, for the school. And so I had said to some of my friends, I'm like, hey guys, how funny would it be if we all signed up for this and showed up, and we're just like the like the polar opposite of the Harlem Globetrotters. Um, yeah, um, you know, of the, the, the polar, the, the Martinsburg, like earth ploppers, 
<laughs> you know, and just. <laughs> I, I don't know where I get this stuff, Bruno. <laughs> he's, he's gone. We've lost him, folks. That's going to be our next t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, my but, gosh. But, uh, yeah, needless to say, they, they changed the rules after we signed up. And, like, oh, we meant people that actually played basketball. It's like, thanks. So you, you meant Jimmy. Go get Jimmy. You meant Jimmy. Jimmy the one is a one-man team. Yeah. I played basketball in gym that one time. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to see a proper dodgeball game finally uh, finally coming out. And it looks like it'll be cross-platform as well. So, um, this is going to be a, a day one must play for me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the yeah. beta is coming out here uh, in May, I believe. Yeah, soon. So, yeah. So definitely yeah. uh, going to sign up for that jazz. But yeah. uh, and that's that's essentially it. There was also Returnal, which is kind of like a kind of a horror in Dead Space style game set in like this almost like roguelike world that like changes every time you die. And it looked OK. But yeah, I, I think that the uh, the other the other entries definitely stole the show for this uh, state of play. So, well, hey, look at that. We we got through it all once again. This has been a crazy, <laughs> crazy uh, the two weeks, right? You know, Nintendo Direct, Blizzard's announcements, yeah. and then the State of Play and uh, the Pokemon news. So just a great time to be a gamer. A lot of, a lot of news, a lot of hype. Um, and it's, it's, it's great to uh, kind of get that, uh, that excitement going again for gaming, and hopefully we keep that momentum. For sure. And we're now we're just waiting on you, Xbox. We're waiting on you, Xbox. Let's and go. we're waiting on another week where Valheim gets another million in sales because that's happened it's every week. Four million <laughs> and counting. We, since, yeah, since we first yeah. uh, broke the story. And we're not saying it's because of us, but it's definitely because of us. Probably because <laughs> of our awesome website, oh, yeah. uh, quitthebuild.com. Man, mm-hmm. we've got some awesome stuff on there. The new branding looks so amazing shout out to pearson limited for that yeah. and be sure to check out our community page uh quit the slash community mm-hmm. that's where you can find us everywhere you're going to be able to find us on facebook you're going to be able to find us on instagram you can join the discord yeah. there you can tweet at us via the community page and you can check out the youtube page not only that we've got awesome squag official squag squag is now on the the community page yeah it says squag it's squad swag right on there along with uh some other t-shirts and goodies so be sure to check that out um we uh my wife and i just got two of the collegiate design shirts and and the the quality was mm, Ma, so good. Yeah, I would I would advise anyone out there to get a to get a size bigger than you normally get because you know they might run small. So awesome, very very good quality. Anything left to add, Nicholas? No, that's about it. Yeah, just uh, make sure to check out the website and uh, get with us on our socials. Uh, definitely For check sure. out that YouTube channel as well as uh, lots of lots of great clips that people are talking about. And uh, yeah, great to do another episode with you, man. Great content as always and uh, looking forward to another one. Man, the pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Thank you for listening and be sure to follow us wherever podcasts are heard. We're out there. So until next time, which is going to be on Wednesday, we have a new episode every Wednesday and Saturday for Nick. I'm Bruno. And for Bruno, I'm Nick. Peace out. What it do.